0: Welcome back to another great episode of Real Talk America. We are bringing back reality and common sense into this great country. Now, today's episode is kind of an encore of the cuties episode. And we also get into several other topics, including we kind of briefly get into religion a little bit. Just a little bit. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get started with the show because this is going to be a great one. So, and Carrie, so you on the docket today, I, you know, correct. we have... So, with that being a said, couple of different topics each and every single to one of y'all what have a blessed day a and make sure TV. you stay tuned.
1: Because, like in the last episode, episode we
0: we talked have about been. it a lot. In fact, like that's what it was about. But, a lot of things have happened in this past week. Um, there's been a video release trying to defend it. There's been a video release of the director saying the reason why she actually made the movie and so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. Um, did y'all get a chance to watch that little six-minute video that director is saying the reason why she made Cuties?
2: I Honestly, did. I
0: had no intention of listening to it.
2: I watched I it. I did. I skipped through parts of
3: it. I found a lot of it to be is your stereotypical fluff piece.
0: It was. Um, It really was. Um, Carrie, what's your thoughts?
1: Uh, Yeah, I watched it. um, I'm the one that shared it with Andy. And um, she just shared why she made cuties that, you know, she grew up in that... Um, environment she I don't know if she said she's still Muslim but she grew up in a Muslim home very religious and she was exposed to um, you know these type of things over sexualizing females and as a young girl they get exposed to those things um, either from school or their friends or sharing these videos. Let's not talk about WAP again, <laughs> um, the whole WAP video. And young kids are getting exposed to these things and they're getting peer pressured to um, be a part of that, either to know the lyrics or to dress like that or to act like that. And I just remember me being in school There's certain certain songs that I used to sing, being a young girl, not even knowing what it really meant, but because my friends were doing it and it was cool, I started doing it, you know? And I think that's what's happening to our youth. Um, And I guess that's what she was trying to expose to um, adults or parents, that uh, kids are being exposed to these things that are, how would you call it, hypersexualized or over-sexualized, then they want to be right. involved and part of it. And, but in the whole process, she's um, exploiting kids to show that kids are being exploited. Like she's a double negative doesn't make a positive. You know what I mean? I agree. The kids are, right? Yeah, the kids are being um, exposed to these things and they're dressing that way and acting that way. And then she, Um, has young kids audition 11 year old kids to do the same thing that she's speaking against so I mean that doesn't make sense to me you're trying to bring awareness I understand but then you are exposing the kids in this way to get your message out and you're showing um like pedophiles and there's as we are now seeing there's a lot of pedophiles out there they see this type of movie and they can get turned on by it or you know it's it's just not right i get what she was trying to do but i don't think the way she went about it was the right thing what do you guys think
0: um, on a personal level Like, I still stand by what I said in the last episode. This movie should have never been shot. Like, flat out, point blank. I stand by that statement like a gazillion percent. They should not be sexualizing 11-year-old girls. Now, in that video, they kept calling them women. I know 11-year-old girls are not women. Women are older. Mm -hmm. 11 year olds are still girls i mean they're not even teenagers yet
1: Mm -hmm. exactly
0: so it's like you know here they're to me like she did the even though yes those events do go on with 11 year olds and even though those events do go on that we need to talk about a different issue because those things happen
1: well, let me ask you this, Andy. How should she go about doing it then? If she wanted to get her message across, what would be the better way for her to do that?
0: To speak up and talk about it. Talk to other parents about it. To, I mean, yes. Could you make a movie about it? Make it to where it's...
4: Make you know, it more of a documentary referred. style.
0: Yeah, right. Using yeah, you footage
4: that's been seized by the authorities that has been deemed safe for public consumption
3: safe for a jury because there are some images that are involved in criminal cases involving pedophilia and other child sexual abuse cases
2: where the jury is not even allowed to
3: look at them
1: wow
2: and you're going to try to convict somebody over possessing that image i i have a bit of a problem with that as because I, I view that particular topic as trying to hide evidence. Yeah.
3: What generally uh, happens is the investigators go through and they find a few images that are exemplars of the group and mm-hmm. are the least offensive and they display those to the jury. Mm-hmm. But forcing a jury to sit through what in some cases you'll end up having hours upon hours of graphic content involving children and then expecting them to be fair and impartial at the end of that that's almost an impossibility. Yeah,
2: I c- I could see both sides of that discussion. I can also I can also see it being abused. So I, I could see it being abused. I can I can also see it as you know kind of abusing the jury or, just, or pissing them off slash biasing the jury. So I can see but I can see both sides of that. But
4: yeah, as long as it's something to where you are trying to just keep from having to beat a dead horse. About it, you know, here is 10 of the lightest pictures, media, whatever we found. The rest of them are worse than this. You know, that's, I can see a reason for that. But to just sit up there and say, we found 100 pictures, we're going to describe to you what was in them, no at least show one or two of them, you know? Right.
1: So I like what James said. I believe it was James. um, Doing a documentary of what happened and maybe taking footage of things um, that have already happened. You know what I mean? That would be um, showing an awareness of what's going on.
4: Even like some undercover Videography would be better than a scripted out exploitation.
3: Yeah, it could have easily pulled a bunch of videos that dance competitions have already put on YouTube. but That's very similar content.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. Right, because I mean, in all reality, like you do look at the different dance competitions and that kind of stuff, and even more localized things. Because I mean, it's like I have a niece; she's in like she's in dance and that kind of stuff. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they're taped. Now, I mean, unfortunately, like, I haven't seen my niece dance or anything along those lines. But to me, that's also something that's different as well. You know, to me, watching, you know, a niece dance or nephew dance, you know, trying to be not gendered, by, whatever. Um, but the thing is, like, that's watching, like, family. You know, to me, what was shown, like, this was a movie. Like, this was something, and on top of it was rated M.A., which was intended for mature audiences. Yeah. You know, so with it being intended for mature audiences, like, it was intended for adults and for adults to watch it. The thing that she...
1: Oh, I'm sorry, real quick, Robert. Um, The thing that she said is that... um, it's just like dancers. I think that's why she justified the girls wearing what they were wearing and dancing, but the video that they took and in the placement of the video is where it was wrong. Cause like you said, these young girls dressed up kind of like that in dance already. So she was justifying her girls being dressed up that way, but the, the shots that were taken is not correct. You know what I mean? It wasn't right. right.
0: You know, basically like with the shots being like pretty much, up you know, up their nether regions, you know, watching them kind of grind each other, and that kind of ordeal, like yes. the up oh close goodness. shots of of the different you know the dance moves and that kind of stuff to me, like no, that wasn 't that is wrong now right. if, like if they were on stage doing their dance thing and that kind of ordeal, and it 's just kind of like a panoramic type right you. That showing, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what they're doing. It's not like they're trying to emphasize exactly things. They're not trying to emphasize, you know, the sexual positions by zooming in on
1: them. You know, mm-hmm. so
0: you can see like <sighs> I'm trying to I'm trying not to get graphic. We but, get
4: you. Well, Andy. There is actually precedence for what you're talking about. Uh It's a little more famous over in Europe where they have the copine scale, but even the US has some form of scale to determine what is the actual restriction here on uh, pictures and media dealing with child nudity. The Very bottom layer of that, although it's uh, on the copine scale, it goes one to 10 with 10 being the most severe you know, as in egregious and problematic, one being innocent. One is considered indicative. This is non-erotic and non-sexualized pictures showing children in their underwear, swimming costumes from either commercial sources or family albums, with the family albums being the most prominent where you're going to find it. This is like the mothers and fathers and whatnot take a picture of their newborn kid you know, in nothing and send it to the grandparents and whatnot because the grandparents want to see the kid as soon as he's born. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's all about context. That's fine. But then you get down to the really worst of it and it's pictures of children being assaulted and everything else.
2: It's basically the act plus maybe a bit of BDSM thrown on top of it.
3: Yes. Yeah, particularly number 10 is sadistic and it's pictures showing a child being tied, bound, beaten, whipped, or otherwise subject to support to something that implies pain.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bas- yeah basically, the act plus BDSM. Uh... But you
4: have other things like uh, nudist colonies that fall in there where everybody is nude. So, how do you get around the fact that some of them are underage and not? Well, this is how they do so. That's treated as basically the same as a religious right here is, because it's what you believe.
2: Yeah, but then then again, this you're also bringing up a point, and that and that is context, uh, of discussion. Cut the direct nudity. Cut that out entirely.
0: Okay. Which was at the twenty-eight minute mark.
2: We cut that out. Cut that out entirely. Okay. The emphasis on the dance scenes. I can play devil's advocate to that one to a degree, because some parents may are. Um, I'll not go maybe, some of them are, completely oblivious to this might, to, oh, their kids are up there dancing if they look at a panorama shot and not think about what other, how many other uh, shot placements are being done. Or could be the done. Right word. Yeah, how many other angles are you taking? Or is being taken. Okay, some parents are going to be oblivious, but again, we're, that needs to be done in the context of this as a documentary and without the nudity. Okay, if you just did an entire documentary that was nothing but those focused on zoomed in scenes of the dance scenes it wouldn't work so and i think it should still because of the nature of what it's discussing i think it should still be at least rated r
4: yeah i wouldn't go as low as pg-13 i would
2: so excluding the the child nudity i can see i can see the dance i can see the dance scenes as a I can see those as a gray area, but I can also see they're their problematic gray area. Okay. I would say overall, as the film is, as the cut of the film came out now, th- this is a perfect example of getting the message across by picking the worst possible means of getting the message across. Correct. One of the media reviewers I, I watch on YouTube a lot Guy's persona on the TV show is Victor Van Doomcock, uh, mad scientist guy has been on a basically a rant since the second um Star Wars movie in the modern trilogy, uh, came up basically entirely, ab- entirely about good, strong f- female characters should exist nothing that's coming almost nothing that's coming out of modern media is actually that you don't have a good strong female character by denigrating every single male character in the entire movie it doesn't work at getting your point across
3: do y'all want to know the secret about how to get every single parent of every adolescent uh, girl to defend this movie Not get them to condemn the movie and to condemn the acts in the movie, but get them to defend it.
4: Tell them that Trump supported it.
3: No. Replace the dancing with cheerleading.
4: Just about, yeah.
2: Yep.
3: That's what. That's why I said you
2: are. There are parents that are going to be so oblivious. You are probably going to have to. Go on the, the a panorama shot's probably not going to work for them. You're probably going to put some stuff to emphasizing with some of the emphasis. But I understand that's in, there. There be sharks in those waters, um, yeah, k- kind of a thing. So Brian's to something. The nudity's definitely crossing the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, the yeah the child nudity. Have
2: that, you that, seen
3: that. Have you seen uh, juvenile cheerleading uniforms? They cover slightly more of the abdomen, and that's about it.
2: Yeah, the ones, seen. the ones we use at the middle school here, in the if we had if we had kids, they would they would be going to in, in Oklahoma. theirs are are actually fairly decent.
4: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say around here, McAllister, I don't think they split into two pieces until sixth grade.
3: That's still sixth grade, though.
0: That's true. Yeah, it's still middle school. That's no, like, I think it's know, high school.
3: That's twelve years old. I think it's high school.
0: Okay, high school is uh, uh eighth grade. No, ninth grade. I now know. When when
3: do they start teaching these girls sexualized dances at school to perform in front of a large audience?
4: I know the fifth graders Ooh, that's still one. have because they were out at uh, somewhere last year and got a photo spread in the uh, uh, newspaper, and they were in one-piece uniforms as fifth graders.
3: Yeah, the ones here in, in town generally use one-piece, too. Yeah. But and by one, and by one the high one
4: schoolers, piece? back when we were going to our youth group, because uh, Katie Finley was the cheerleader, the high schoolers were two-piece but they were not – if they showed any of the abdomen, it was less than four inches.
0: Yeah, and um, coming to kind of think back, kind of building a little bit on what Brian was saying with with replacing, if they were to replace the dancing with cheerleading. It'd be the same dancing. In all reality, it would be. Like if they would replace the cheerleading, basically if they would replace the dancing with the cheerleading of nowadays, it would essentially be the same exact thing. But. Depending on where you go parents, to school, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm reflecting back of my high school years. Now mind y'all, I'm, I'm an elder millennial. Um, but back in my high school years, yeah, the cheerleaders did do provocative dances back in high school. And I remember, because my my little sister, you know, she did dance, like, whenever she was young, young. And they even did dances that – now, by the way, by no means as provocative as they are now, but they still, you know, thinking back at it with the tapping and the dancing and the chicken to booty and all that ordeal – they they still did that way back then. Whenever we were in elementary and middle school, at dance studios and so on and so forth. So like I do remember those. So it's like in all reality, like with dance, that's been going on throughout the years. Now mind you, I'm 35 years old now. You know, so we're talking.
2: You're so much. I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm 35 now. Well, I was it? Like, well, was like, Nope. Nope. Time out. 34, not 35 yet. 34.
2: Um, okay. <laughs> you're, you're between Jay, James and yeah. I. It's I like, okay. Your out, set out. For this. So I'm i I'm, I'm, I'm 34.
0: Um, and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But, but the thing is, like, you know, we're talking about 15, 20 years ago. No, 20 years ago.
2: At least twenty years yeah, ago.
0: Yeah, like yeah, at least twenty years. Yeah, yeah, cause fifteen years ago I graduate. Scratch- yeah, never mind. Um, damn, I'm old. <laughs> please, please, so crowd!
3: <laughs> uh, I still but, maintain that adulthood <laughs> is the worst hood I've ever been in.
0: Amen to that. But but the thing is, like you know, here we're talking like over twenty years ago. And they were still doing – now, not as provocative as in the Cuties movie, but they were still doing, you know, on the provocative type lines of dancing. Um, Carol, well, you? Do you remember those things?
1: Me? Yeah. Um, yeah, when he was talking about the cheerleading stuff, I started looking up the, uh, as you said, the juvenile um, cheerleading outfits. And I'm like, yeah, they are – um, a bit provocative, Some doesn't show the abdomen as much, some do. Very short shorts. and so I started thinking about it just like um, I think it was Brian uh, that said it, you know, replacing the dancing with the cheerleading. And I think it would more or less kind of be the same. I think is it more that the shots that they took in the video was more provocative that caused the outrage? because they're up in their areas, (laughs) like, clear shots of those areas, and when they were on the floor, I'm just gonna say it, because I have to, the humping um, action on the floor that that they were doing as little children, I think that's what caused a lot of outrage, and because when the other girl got on top of the when one of them lay down and the girl got on top, they do that in cheerleading, you know, to, like, lift up the girl or throw them up. So I'm like, hmm, would it be more accepted if it was cheerleading? But then you said, Andy, like, if it was, like, a panorama view without those direct shots, I think it would be – would it be more accepted? Let me ask. Would it be more accepted if it was just a panorama view without – the specific shots that they took same dance let's say it's the same dance
2: with probably
4: and mostly out of ignorance i would,
2: it would be would accepted I yeah. would, no i would go further and say you would be accepted it would be
3: dismissed
1: hmm.
3: yeah you could replace the entire storyline with them being junior high uh, cheerleaders and showing some of the routines they're doing at a football game From the perspective of the crowd and people would praise the movie
0: yep that they would yeah Yeah. they
3: would see it as this kind of coming of age story exactly like the director was talking about in the video you shared and people in america would see next to nothing wrong with it
4: yeah and i never went to any of our high school games here so i don't know what the routines exactly were but i'll tell you this much i know the family that one of the cheerleaders was Her family would not have supported her if they were doing this kind of dancing routines as part of their normal routines. And I know a few other people who were complaining that our cheerleaders, you know, didn't do the kind of uh, dance moves and whatnot they wanted to see.
2: Well, here's kind of here's, and I'm gonna just a flip it's on it. I'll flip things a little bit on his head for the cheerleader discussion. Have y'all actually watched some of the NFL cheerleading? Oh, yeah. NFL gets real.
4: Sure have. <laughs> so does college. <laughs> college more than NFL, actually.
2: Well, here's the fu- no, here's the funny thing. In the last couple of years, the NFL, NFL cheerleading has gotten cleaner than the colleges and most of the high schools. Colleges, yes.
4: Uh, A lot of people are like that most NFL uh, uh, groups require that their cheerleaders be mothers, as in they have given birth to a kid.
1: Seriously? Yes. Wow. Why? Curious. It's been too
4: long since I read their explanation. (laughs) Ah,
1: That's just one of those
3: factoids that we don't know why. Here Here it
0: it is. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is pretty interesting, but but like our, you know, back to you know, kind of James who was saying he was hardly at any of the games. Me, I was actually at every single high school football game, and even the away games, I was there, mainly because of the fact that I was a band nerd. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm be I'm be honest, I was a band nerd. Um, but did you play in band? I, I was a bonehead.
2: That doesn't okay. That doesn't make sense. You played in the band, or yeah. oh, so what
0: instrument did you play?
1: Just I was curious. a bonehead. Bonehead. Uh, what does
2: trombone. that mean?
0: Trombone. Yes, thank you. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> okay,
1: go ahead. That's a slang term.
2: I didn't understand, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah, Me trombone.
0: Neither. Okay, yeah, trombone, bonehead. They have so many freaking nicknames; it's not even funny. Um, okay. But yes, I played the trombone back in high school. So it's like, yes, I was at every single every single high school football game, you know we saw the cheerleaders dance, we saw the yeah we saw all the dances, and the thing is like that was that was back in high school, and yes, like if if they would and you know y'all are a hundred percent right, if they would have replaced the dancing that you know happened back like in my high school years with what was. Like, basically, if they were to incorporate the cheerleader moves instead of the dancer type moves, it would have passed. Oh, yeah. Complete and take out the nudity. 100% take out the nudity. And I mean, in fact, it probably would have gotten a PG 13 rating. Mm-hmm. If not PG. Yeah. Uh, probably PG. Yeah.
4: Even then... with the language, it would have passed yep. as a much lower rating. <laughs> yep.
1: Even with the language and so on and so forth. But then the question is, would she get her message across? That it would, it, it would be
3: an entirely different message at that point. Yeah,
1: it would, it would yeah. Be a it it been
0: coming of yeah. Age story. Yeah, it would have been a different message, a, different, a a whole different you know talking point and so on and so forth, and she could have went about her message in a completely different way, and it would actually it would resonate with even more people from the US.
2: I, I don't and, think it would have if you'd admitted about cheerleading. I don't think it. W- I don't think it would have resonated because her basic point was this is this can be dangerous to some extent, and but it's not.
0: Don't muddy sees cheerleading as dangerous. That's true, but yeah. what she could have came out and said was like with the move, like you know for. For ratings and to where people can actually watch it, you know, instead of cheerleading, let's look at the way dancers are. Like, let's look at Cardi B and Magnus, uh, whatever the heck her name is, um, you know, with their dance moves. And basically, instead of cheerleading, you take dance moves like they do. And those are what the 11 year olds are doing. And basically, and that, that can be her her overall message. Like, hey, look, this these are other things going on. I use this so just so it to be easier on the eyes.
2: I think this, due to the particular topic that this one's trying trying to cover, I think this movie would have been better designed as a TVR. A, a, as an R, to a, as a rated as a rated R material, I think it would have been better. It would have been better designed if they just if they just took it. because I, I think it actually would have got the point through a lot of people's thick skulls. Yeah.
0: but That's I will right. say,
2: you know, the 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 Christians, the culturally sensitive folks. The, a lot of them are, or, I mean, a lot of them get up and upwards about ballet, which most people go, you yes, know, you can draw a lot of equivalencies, not complete equivalencies, but you can draw a lot of equivalencies. Most of them go, oh, it's a.
4: It's an art form. It's an art right. form. You've also right. got people
2: who are, you've also got the same group of people who go, this and the WAP dance are identical, like, not identical. Right. Average person, the, the sickos are well. They're the sickos by definition. They, they they take things that other people don't think about and go just off with them. Right, and I'll leave it at that.
0: Well, and it's kind of <laughs> like um, it's kind of like a post that that I believe all of us ended up posting, you know, one way, shape, or form. But it had to do with, bear with me for a hot second, I'm pulling it up. So the, the post reads, you know, and it's, and it has, and it's 100% relevant to exactly what we're talking about. See, the thing is, like, right now, a lot of us, we, we are on the Save the Children market, niche, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're out here trying to bring awareness. We're trying to essentially help parents realize some of the crap that they're doing and be like, look, I know you're wanting to be part of the solution, but by you still doing this crap, you're being a part of the problem. And then we have this exact post. People, and it's, I'm going to read it word for word. People out here talking about Save the Kids. But their 12-year-old kids are on TikTok twerking to the rap to the to the WAP in a crop top for every pedophile in the country to see. Save the children begins with you. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like with this specific with that specific you know scenario, it's like you go on the app TikTok right now. You will see that exact same thing because that WAP dance was a highly trending dance over on TikTok, and I think it still is. And then you click on it and look at all the different people doing the dance because there's like thousands and thousands of people doing this dance,
4: and all the mindless drones that crave their 15 seconds of fame. Yeah. are out there just repeating it all without a second thought to what will happen 10 minutes down the road.
0: Right. You know, all for that little, and you just said it, you know, all for that little bit of 15 seconds of fame, because I mean, that's all you got to have a little 15 second of video. Yeah. Well,
2: mean you, you, you nailed a, bi- a big point that has been completely lost by a lot of people in this country. And that is the concept of pay attention to what you're doing. Right. We don't teach it. Right, and it's an unfortunate thing. Yeah, yeah. Most most people, you would hear the kind of example: "We'll, we'll be person, will you know, be re, be a responsible person." I'm gonna have to rag. I'm gonna have to rag on. Combination of my background. But from my personal ex- from my personal experience, the, mindf- the mindfulness the discussion in Buddhism was the first time I actually got a serious question of okay, how do you actually only personal response? How do you actually improve at it? Mindful discussion in Buddhism was one was one things. I grew up going to Sunday school every Sunday going to sermon every sunday going to the sunday night service when we went visiting visiting new churches churches to see a lot of the times we'd visit a church until we found out when their next wednesday business meeting was and make and make sure we went at that church until we had been to the business meeting because that's how our father tended to evaluate how the churches did because he watched what they discussed in the business meeting uh, I actually remember one time where he actually commented on them having a civil discussion about something instead of just up, or going through and just you know approving everything on the minutes list, <laughs> uh, basically. But and my parents were, and I was homeschooled by my parents, but all that interaction there was very little in the deliberate action of teach the child to think for themselves and evaluate what, and evaluate what they're doing. And it was more of an implicit, don't hurt people, don't hurt yourself. It was a lot more implicit stuff, very little actual direct focused on it discussion. And it's, something that the more the more i have a the more i have looked at it the more i have started looking at as a, it's really opened my eyes to a discussion on the that's just that concept seems to have completely gotten lost in you know western society
0: i mean i'd actually have to agree um and that's something like with me like i'm teaching my boy like my oldest, our two-year-old, he just—he's something special. I'll tell you how much right now. He, he's something special. But our seven-year-old, on the other hand, I'm—even though yes, like right now we're doing virtual school with him because of the Rona and that kind of ordeal. Um, but even with with him, we allow him to make his own choices. Mm-hmm. But then, whenever he makes a choice. We end up asking him why he made that choice. Just to see just to see his logic. Now, some things just might be kind of like, well, that's just what I do. Okay. But now, like, whenever it comes to his quizzes and that kind of stuff, whenever it comes to school, you know, with those type of things, you know, whenever whenever he takes a quiz before I have him hit submit, because like my my forte is math. Like I'm I'm a I'm a numbers guy like, through and through. And whenever, whenever he takes his math quiz, before he hits submit, I have him tell me why he clicked the answers that he clicked. And just so I can hear his logic. I can hear his thought process. And same thing whenever it goes to science and his science projects and that kind of ordeal. Because, I mean, like right now in science, this is first grade science we're talking about here. You know, they build different things and that kind of ordeal. And I I ask him, like, well, why did you do that? You know, why did you put, like, why did you build the Legos the way that you built? And then he he tells me exactly why. And it's just those type of thinking skills Mm -hmm. is, is something I'm teaching him. And now he's starting to get interested in chess. Now, mind you, Back in middle school and high school, I was a phenomenal chess player. Now, I have been beat, but not by very many people. That's a game that my seven-year-old is starting to throw some interest in. So now, since he's throwing some interest in it, I'm having have to take the time to actually break things down and teach him like what the different pieces do and that kind of ordeal. And then I like watching his thought process and his logic on how he does different moves and that kind of thing. Now, of course, I'm being a good father and I'm not doing the four move checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) Which we all know the four move checkmate. (laughs) I, don't I actually, actually have who to else that that up. <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, the four move checkmate. Oh, it's
3: you basically free one of the pieces in front of your queen and then advance it as far forward as you can. If I remember correctly, plus you move a bishop to uh, counter.
1: Yeah,
0: so what you do, you move the the piece in front of the king up two spaces. So therefore the Yeah, 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 you move the pawn in front of the king, up two spaces. Now, the reason why you move it two is to where if the other person, you know, basically blocks the four-move checkmate, you can move into a defense move. Like, that's the reason why I do it. Mm. So I move the two pieces up. I move the pawn two pieces up. Then after that, you move the bishop out to where it crosses right... It lines up to where the angle is angling right for the knight. Then you move the queen out to where it lines up for the bishop. To where it's kind of going at going at that angle. Then if the person doesn't move that pawn out, like one move, you attack the pawn and it's checkmate.
3: Yeah. What it essentially does is it doesn't directly threaten the king. It just forces the king to not be able to move into any situation without being in checkmate.
0: Oh, no, like, it's it, it's in checkmate. Like, you put the king in check, and it's in checkmate. And if the king attacks the queen, then you take it with the bishop. Yeah, the
4: king cannot take anything that would put himself into checkmate so he can't attack the queen because she's protected and the queen taking the uh pawn out puts the uh king into checkmate because he's been blocked out by everything else
2: yep take not only do you have to get to the not only are are you doing Is, is there the logic behind what you're doing? Point mindful strangers is go like, okay, let's go the next step. You can control the logic. Yep. Behind it. There's a lot of parents that get toward this that at least make it to the step one. And there's a whole lot more that forget it. Don't even get there. but realistic but realistically you we, as a country we as, not just as a country as a culture we need to start moving toward the goal, the next step you can actually control what you think about you can control the the logic you want you can control the goals you're focusing on learn how to do that mm-hmm. and we've You have to go quite a you have to go v back into the eighteen hundreds in a lot of cases to get into to get into philosophy and ethics discussions in, in the uh you in Western literature that actually really discuss that kind of stuff.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: It it has been quite an eye open eye opening discussion looking at the um you know, definition of, the, of what, you know, the actual fundamentals of Buddhism are has actually been a quite, open, quite interesting discussion because it's. Uh, and I've had several people ask uh, Asian m- minority in the US usually ends up hi- higher up on the socioeconomic ladder than the, <laughs> the, the Americans, than the whites do. A large chunk of the reason is most of the Western. Most Western, um, not Western, Eastern societies have very similar ideals <laughs> for self improvement. Push yourself to be better, yeah. which America's played name service to. I would say, released the last century.
4: I have to wonder maybe back a little bit further that? than that.
2: But I really, really would say they've been playing, playing name service to in the last since the 1900s.
4: I have to wonder how much of that comes from once a lot of the Eastern cultures started moving in and integrating with our Western cultures already here on the American continent. How many of them saw those same ideas as being Eastern and foreign and therefore we're not going to participate in that?
2: Saw what ideas?
4: the self-improvement you can control what you're uh gonna think and whatnot because you gotta admit to a certain extent that does sound a lot like eastern mysticism and whatnot
2: that that's the basic point it's a that's a that's a foundational point of view of a lot of eastern philosophy
4: it's also in the bible you know, yeah, the heart is and a fickle and uh, the, uh, worthless guidepost. You must guide it yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's a point. That it, that's a point. That it,
4: but people seem to forget that they
2: the, the, the number of religions that don't ha, that don't carry some of the uh, that don't carry that you can't take a lot of the concepts from mindfulness. And move it over to take it from from a philosophical point of view and turn it into from looking at it from a religious point of view. The number of religions that don't have it in there as some basis is pretty low. Yeah, a lot of a lot of religions have completely forgot they have it in their books. Modern Christianity, I'm looking at you, especially in America. <laughs>
4: But I have to think that that happened because you saw these Eastern religions coming in and they were like, well, no, that's, you know, we as Protestants don't want their atheism invading our sacred texts. So they forgot that their sacred texts say the same thing.
2: I would have to actually sit down and go through, go in quite a bit deeper than I have it on, uh, Discussions about where various ideas and viewpoints came from in the uh, Catholic Church. Because a lot of holidays, most of the holidays <laughs> that that we celebrate as Christian holidays... Um, yeah, they're pagan holidays. They're, they're, they're almost all pagan holidays.
4: <laughs> yeah. I know that. They took over pagan dates yeah. and use them for christian holy days. Yeah.
2: And then but eventually we got they got to the point where like, well, we're just not gonna have any interplay at all with other cultural discussions. Everything yeah. that's not part of the church is somewhere between bad to evil, to satanic in some cases. Depending on which partic- which thing you're talking about, now, which particular church leader you're talking about at the moment. Um, and, oh, and whatever's politically convenient for said leader for said pope uh, is another. Or
4: is politically example convenient of that. for the uh, ruler of that country. <laughs>
2: yeah, or if they're Protestant, whoever whatever um, whatever's convenient yeah. for the for the Protestant. Even the um, Catholic
4: leaders would lobby the pope to declare something you know against the church if it was politically convenient for them to do so.
3: Oh,
2: it's all over the place. In in the in the history in the history of the
0: I can tell we're going to do an episode we're going to do an episode on religion.
3: It'll basically be those two arguing the entire time. I <laughs> am. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Robert likes getting into religious stuff.
0: Yeah, we're going to do an episode on religion. <laughs>
1: so with that being said do y'all have anything y'all want to add to um
0: to the queue and with that specific movie i
2: think we finally cremated that horse and i think we should leave it cremated
0: i agree <laughs> or is it erected so we can kill it again
1: <laughs>
0: hey hey it might be fun it might be fun
1: well one thing i'll probably say is um I get the point of what the director was trying to make with the movie um as far as exposing how young people today are being sexualized through videos or what what may have you with you know the music and the artists and all that stuff but as far as her making this movie and sexualizing the Um, Young girls, actual young girls To prove a point should not Have been done, she should not have You know, sexualized Or, what's the word I'm looking for Um, We used it earlier
0: I mean, in all reality She just shouldn't use the 11 year old girls To sexually exploit them
1: Exploit them, I think that's what I'm trying to say Yeah, she shouldn't have used The young girls to Exploit Exploit them to prove a point that they're right. being exploited.
4: Well, let's face it. if this had been a male director, even as an independent film, people would be calling to have him castrated for it.
0: I completely agree.
2: Yeah, yeah there definitely would have been a crowd that was that would have been saying that. Yeah, be and yes,
4: because she's a minority, female film director they're praising her for it right
0: and i i'd I'd have to agree like through and through
2: there's been a concept that our art for the purpose of social commentary should be allowed because it helps society move forward with that comes the responsibility to do it well, not just from a how do you construct the art process, but to not make the problem worse or gloss over it when you're doing the social commentary. And unfortunately, this particular movie ended up going too far when it was trying to do the social commentary they they just they went too far
4: I agree well we have one last to hear from do you have anything to say
3: well on the topic of dead horses we have to remember that convicted hitman Jimmy Two Shoes McClarty Confessed today that he was once hired to beat a cow to death in a rice field using only two small porcelain figures. Police admit this might be the first known case of a knickknack paddywhack. Wow! But I've been wanting to work that in this entire episode.
2: <laughs> good job, good job. Hey, huge fan of.
0: Whose line is it anyway?
3: <laughs> yeah, Colin McRae is the best man.
0: But, but yeah, and you know, on on the the cuties movie, I I stand firm by what I said with the last episode and what I said at the beginning of this one. That movie should have never been made. Like through and through, it should not have had the eleven-year-old girls in it. It shouldn't have had them, you know, dancing provocatively. Like, even if they did change it to cheerleaders or what have you, it still had no business showing the nudity in it. it. And even doing the close ups on the nether reasons of these 11 year old girls, like, to me, that was completely unnecessary and uncalled for. Now, mind you, it did get the response that it was looking for out of people because of the fact like let's let's look at the reality of of the movie if it hadn't have had all those produ- provocative scenes in it it wouldn't have really brought out the awareness of the nonsense going on in our youth even though you know we do have you know well, there's two parents on here but it it does open up the the eyes of a lot of parents of that, this does go on with eleven-year-olds, and if does, the
3: goal of the movie was simply to expose the hypersexualization of today's culture and how it affects young girls specifically,
0: and they the movie
3: accomplished that goal,
0: it succeeded through and through. Do I agree with it? No, I do not. But it succeeded in what they were trying to accomplish. Like that's that's my opinion. Now, I still stand firm it should never have been made. But since that they wanted to expose, just like Brian said, the hyper sexual, you know, the sexual exploitation of minors, I mean, they succeeded. I mean, hell, we were talking about it on two different episodes. I mean, now there's senators getting involved in it, trying to figure out if it's actually pedophilia. You know, if it's child porn, so on and so forth, because of the content within the yeah, movie. Yeah,
3: it, it's become a big rigmarole now.
0: You know, it definitely, it caught a lot of eyes to a lot of people, and not in a good way. But it also exposed of that, in all reality, us as parents need to get off our butts and do our jobs and actually be a parent to our kids instead of allowing social media to parent our kids and what i mean by social media is facebook instagram snapchat tiktok you know youtube the whole freaking nine yards parents it's our job to monitor that type of nonsense it's also our job to pay attention to what the hell our kids are doing I mean, that's our job to know those things. Amen and preach, brother. <laughs> like, I just, I, I really didn't mean to go on a, on a tyrant, but it just, that's the reality of it. Carrie, got anything to add?
1: <laughs> Going off the topic of parents, um, I wanted to say this earlier, and, you know, what the Bible says about teaching uh a child, train a child in the ways they should grow, go. So when they get older, they should not depart from it. So we are the guide for our children at this time. And when they become adults, they'll remember what we've taught them. All of us can remember what our parents have taught them, taught us, be it good or bad. We remember certain things that our parents have instilled in us. As Christians, I would hope that we instill good morals in them. And when they go out into the world, they'll be able to make good decisions and become good standing, you know, adults, right? Be good citizens and not cause havoc and get arrested and go to jail and all these things that is happening to our youth today.